Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely and dynamic Bonnie Earl. Thank you for joining us, Bonnie. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So, Bonnie, tell us about your business. What gets you excited and what are you passionate about? Well, it's my favorite topic, yes. And I I think about women. And if you were to ask pretty much any woman on the planet about what it is that she wants for her children. She would say, I want my children to be happy and to thrive. And that's what I want for women. I want women to be happy, to thrive, to make themselves a priority because when women make themselves a priority and put themselves first, then it benefits everyone else. And so that's my passion and that's my joy. And what is your family situation, Bonnie? Ah, I have two adult daughters, uh, 36 and 33. I have two adorable grandchildren, uh, a grandson seven, or sorry, a grandson nine and a granddaughter seven. Mm. Yes. So so you've had the opportunity of teaching your own kids and then seeing how your kids are teaching your grandchildren now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's, 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 and it's, I'm so proud. Yes. So, Thinking back to your childhood, what are some of the first lessons you learned about money, Bonnie? Yes, um, it's really interesting in that growing up, I was taught that money doesn't grow on trees, that you need to save, you need to work hard, and that you should not be frivolous with your money. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I realized where that came from. And both my parents had grown up during the Depression years. And so it then made sense why there was that mindset of caution and scarcity and not being frivolous. Well, very very much so, yeah. When seeing my grandparents and things like that and all the things that, that they learned going through the Depression and and how it affected them for decades afterwards. Yes. It was very eye-opening. And if you figure out, like, okay, why do they have some of these quirks? And then you go back and you and you learn about these things. Yes. What, what are some of the things that you have, have noticed have changed over the time from, like, when you were a kid to when you were raising your kids to, like, seeing your grandchildren now about how money is thought about and handled and dealt with? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, as a, a as a parent, it was teaching my kids that um, that money is to be respected, that you are to be responsible. And yet money also affords you a certain lifestyle. And, and it was important for us to have uh, a certain lifestyle. If, um, my daughters, when they were teenagers, when they wanted a certain kind of clothing, I would say, this is the budget that I have for that pair of jeans. If you want the designer jeans, then that needs to come out of your money. You need to put that additional amount in. But I think it was about the, the respect, the responsibility. It was about, um, the, the lifestyle. It was also about contribution, that it's important to give, to give back, and that there's a piece in it too around legacy, that money allows us to leave uh, a legacy. And uh, it, it's really cute. So I see with my grandkids, for instance, that um, they each have little piggy banks and they're divided into sections. There's one section that is for spending. There's one for saving and there's one for giving. And I think that's so beautiful that my grandkids are being taught at a young age about the importance of giving and um uh, we were contributing to or being a part of the ALS run, yep. and um, my my daughter's father had died of ALS, and so my grandson, when he when we were doing this ALS run, he goes to his piggy bank and he takes every penny out of his piggy bank and he says, "I want to give this uh, to Grandpa for Grandpa Richard," and it was just so sweet that he's getting that idea of. Of that money has um, purpose. Yes, very, very much so. Kids, most people horribly underestimate how much our kids are watching and learning and actually understanding from a very early age about money. We just need to take the time to talk to them about it. Exactly, exactly. And so I see that, yeah, for for my so for me, um, it's shifting that scarcity mindset. Uh, to one of money is uh, for us to to be caretakers of, to be responsible, to make good choices, and then and then seeing that that's also being taught uh, to my grandchildren. Yeah. So it, it really warms my heart. Yeah, this, the the scarcity mentality is 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 a big one. And then on the other end, I find that people. Kids, if they're not taught about it, well, why can't you just like use your plastic and stuff like that? You got the credit card. Why can't we get more money out of the ATM? Because they don't understand that while it's not scarce, it's also not always there. And and people need to make choices rather than just frivolously spending. Yes, yes. Good point. And I mean, that was something to me that was really, really um well, I guess it wasn't so unusual, but my parents, neither one of them ever had a credit card. Yeah, they were quite uncommon. Now now it's the exact opposite. They're pushing on teenagers. Yes. Yeah. And and there needs to be they they need to kinda of come with a, a caution sign or something. Oh, very very much so, yeah. Like I get I get a lot of a lot of kids that because they never did learn because money is such a taboo subject that as soon as they hit adulthood they get themselves into a lot of trouble very very quickly because they don't understand the tool that they're using yes that's right yeah 
And and what are some of the other like watching your grandchildren and stuff now? What are what are some of the things that you're seeing how they react to money and and what's getting them excited and opening their eyes and making them ask questions? Um, yeah, it's that I'm noticing with my grandson, he's he's very aware of the uh, price of things, the cost of things, and uh, <laughs> and so if he, if he gets a twenty dollar budget to buy something, he wants to make sure that he he uh, gets the full benefit of the twenty dollars. <laughs> That's just We're, being a smart consumer. <laughs> he's, he's very much so. And then with my granddaughter, sometimes it's just she knows what she likes. And if it happens to be $15, she's uh, not overly concerned. Although it's really cute because um, at Christmas I had bought her a gift. And I could tell that it wasn't 100% exactly what she wanted and so I said to her well after Christmas we can go and we can exchange it you can find what it is that you really like and so that's great we go to the store to exchange it and uh, she finds exactly what she likes and it's $15 less than the original one right and so I said to her and so honey there's $15 uh, difference and she says do I get that $15 now that <laughs> Which is so precious, right? And I said, yes, you do, honey. And then I said, what do you think you might do with that? And it was, I think I might save it. Oh, my goodness, a girl after my own heart. <laughs> I know, I know. And and I thought, isn't that, isn't that beautiful that we don't, we don't just immediately have to spend it on something? No, we don't. And like I said, if you're, if, if you're saving and, there's something that you really have your eye on. Uh, one, one of my proudest moments is when my daughter bought her own Nintendo DS 3DS because she really, really wanted that. And she uh-huh. saved for it. And we took her to the store and she dealt with the salesperson and she had originally, she wanted the one in the hot pink, but they were having a sale for the one on that was turquoise. And you know what? For 20 bucks, I'll take the one in the turquoise. <laughs> that will go towards my game. Isn't that, yeah, that is very, that is very cool. Yeah. The thing, the things that they, they learn and do you, do you find that your, your granddaughter and your grandson have different ideas and personalities around money? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, yes, I think that maybe my granddaughter is a little more thoughtful about, um, how she spends her money and, yeah, it, it, it kind of comes and goes. It, they 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 can sort of flip flop, but they both have very definite ideas about what it is that they like and and how they want to spend their money. And so they're quite thoughtful. It it isn't that they just um, are frivolous and just buy anything. They're they're they know what they want, and they are willing to wait for what they want. Oh, that's a huge thing. The uh... Willing to wait. <laughs> hmm Yes. What, what, what is it, the, the Harvard, whatever, it was the, the marshmallow study with kids? Are you familiar with that one? No, I'm not. Well, some, some big university, I think it was Harvard or something like that. Anyways, they did, um, a, a study and they had a bunch of kindergarten kids and what they did is they put them in a room and they said, okay, there's this, there's this marshmallow and, you can you can have it right now, but or um, I've got to leave the room, and I'll be back in a bit. If you can wait until I get back, I'll give you two 
marshmallows. And so they did this and with a lot, a lot of kids. And then they, they studied them for years and they found that the, the, the kids that were able to have the discipline to wait for the researcher to come back. And sometimes it was quick. Sometimes it was like, it was a fair bit of time though. Yeah. If they could wait for the researcher to come back to have the, the, the second marshmallow, these kids were way more successful in business. They did better in school. All of these things because they were able to have that self-discipline to get something better by being patient and waiting. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. So it's like, yeah. when it, whenever I can see that, it, that a kid is, some naturally come with it, but a lot of it has to be learned because we're all very impulsive. We want our rewards now, but if we can yes. hold ourselves off and, and put in that work or, or, or let the interest grow or whatever, or wait for it to go on sale, it ends up being so much better. Yes, yes. And, and I, and I, I think I look at both of my daughters too, and, um, they, they make good decisions. I, I look at my, at my elder daughter and her husband and it's, yeah, they, they make good decisions and it doesn't have to be going out and buying the brand new car. They will, they will buy a vehicle that's uh, a couple of years old. And, uh, yeah, I see them being very wise in their decision making. And yeah, it's, it's just really wonderful to see as a parent. Yeah, seeing that they that they respect their their time and their their money, and they're not always rushing to keep up with the Joneses. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and money is is such an interesting um, uh, topic because, yeah, I, I think I read somewhere it's that it's one of those things that people avoid talking about. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure what that is about, but. That there's some avoidance around it. Oh, very, very much so because there's a few different reasons that I have, I have found, um, over, over the years dealing with clients and stuff like this. And there's a lot of shame around it. Mm-hmm. And, and the simple fact, unfortunately, Canadians have the lowest rate of financial literacy in the westernized world. That means on the subject of money, we're dumber than Americans. And because we're not taught about it. That's not really complimentary. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Because, and people go, well, how is that possible? Because we're in such better position. Well, we're in a lot better financial position because we actually have a lot of laws in place that protect us. The things that the banks and the credit card companies and stuff can do legally to clients and customers down the States is, would blow your mind. Where we have protections up here. So people going, oh, it's all nice and safe, so I don't have to be all that involved. Mm-hmm. Like they might learn in math a little bit about counting money and stuff like that, but other than that, they don't really get anything at all until high school. Right. Don't even get me started on that. Like that just drives me nuts because the stuff that they're learning in high school barely scratches the surface and doesn't send them out into the world prepared in any way. And then mm-hmm. even if when they go off to college and university, they get preyed on by all the banks and the credit card companies and all that for the first week that they're there. Even if they take like business or economics or finance courses, they are not taught anything about like the basics of how do you put together a proper functioning budget or the basics of investments or any of this stuff. And then they go about life kind of bumping around and we're always talking, what are the things we're not supposed to talk about? We're not supposed to talk about sex. 
politics, money, or religion. Those are the four subjects we are not going to talk about, and that's where everybody yeah. has their problems. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, I, I was in the educational system for 35 years, and that was one of the drums that I used to beat uh, loudly, was the whole thing around what are the... Um, what are the life skills that our kids need in order to go out into the world and and navigate uh, life in a in an educated way? And uh, it always was uh, it it just wasn't well received. It was like, okay, this is our curricula. This is how it is. This is how it always has been. And uh, there there would be a lot of work in terms of trying to get uh, a new curriculum into the system. Yeah, well, I know Alberta right now is doing a massive overhaul of the entire curriculum, K-12, and they're rolling out the younger grades now, and one of the things that I, I love what they're doing, they seriously need help with the implementation because it's being put together by people who are extremely well-meaning but really don't know what they're doing, is they're taking the Calm 20 Career and Life Management 20 course, which is supposed to be teaching you about these life skills like budgeting and all yes. of that stuff, and they're making it a whole high school thing, not just grade 11, it'll be 10, 11, 12, but yes. it still needs massive help, and that's not even going to be rolled out until, I think, 2022 or something like that, because they're doing the younger grades first. So they're yes. trying, but they're still yes. not getting anywhere near the bullseye. No, and for me, it's that it needs to start much younger. I mean, yes. I did a, a K to seven, um, preventative developmental program, which was around teaching children communication skills, because I think that's something also that needs to be oh, started at a, at a very young age, right? And so what you're doing with, um, uh, rolling out books for kids around money, I mean, that just makes so much sense to me because we the kids our kids need to be taught at a young young age and the kids are interested they usually don't start off that way because the moment they hear the word money or something like that you want me to learn about it it's going to be it's punishment it's math class oh, mm-hmm. but as soon as they actually get into it they love it because they know because everything in our world revolves around money yes. in one way or another so they're very intimately interested but they don't know how to ask, and they need to keep asking. Adults need to keep asking because things are constantly changing, and the things that you learned as a kid are not all going to be relevant when you're 20, 30, 40, or 60 because so much will have changed. Have yes. you kept up with your knowledge? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to be one of those kids that saved all the time, um, I was the saver and, uh, my brother, he would, um, he would come and borrow money from me and <laughs> I would charge him interest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he still teases me about that. Did he pay it? He did. Well, good. Then he probably, you probably taught him a lot there. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yes. <laughs> Probably taught him a lot, and I'm sure he appreciates it now. I'm sure. <laughs> so so to wrap up here, if you could make sure that your grandchildren know three things about money so that you're going, you know what, if you know these three things when you become an adult, you're going to be fine. What three things do you think your grandchildren should know? Well, I think that 
they need to know uh, it's important to be responsible with money, uh, to make good choices uh, with their money, um, so to be thoughtful. And um, and that also, that it's good to also enjoy money, that, that um, we used to go on trips, we used to enjoy downhill skiing, and so that money is also for enjoyment as long as we are making good choices and we are being responsible. Yeah, and, and there's a respect piece in there too. I mean, I think that money is to be respected. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us. It was great having you on the podcast. And thank you. This has been a pleasure. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column, on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.